Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamek. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. We are going to have a great show for you today. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? 34, it seems like, felony counts. 34 felony counts on the former president of the United States with many more felony counts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. To come, including what I think he should also be tried for is treason, but hey, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Anyway, let me tell you what I'm resolved to do going forward. I am not going to let Donald Trump dominate what we need to speak about. I am not going to allow Donald Trump to be the one that dictates the messaging. Americans are hurting. 80% of Americans are a paycheck away from being in dire straits financially. And just letting Donald Trump take up all the air is a blessing to the corporatocracy that spends its time simply hyperventilating about Donald Trump. Poor people living in trailers, even if they may think they support Donald Trump, concentrating on what's occurring on Donald Trump isn't going to feed their bellies, but, but, it may let them forget about the pain. We're not going to let them keep on on the transient over and over and over again. So we're going to talk real issues here. We're going to talk real issues. Anyway, welcome aboard, Michael Rodnan. Welcome aboard, Paul Fleming. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard, Paraverkin Mesestaki. Welcome aboard as well, May Wood. Welcome aboard, Paul Fleming Sr. Welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan de Barcelona, Spain. Welcome aboard, ABQ. Rodnin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyhow, first article from Common Dreams, U.S. voters, and I think he has some stuff he wants me to put on the screen. I guess I, sh- I will oblige with the screen. Here we go. Americans believe that transgender people should be allowed to change their bodies however they want. All likely voters, 69%, 22% uh, transgender adults should be allowed to change their bodies. Well... Uh, para ver, the other 22% says no, but Democrats, 81%, independents, 72%, 54% for Republicans. So even Republicans are, you know, you know, believe have some sort of personal freedom. Only a third of Americans know a trans or non-binary person, all likely 33%, but Democrats, 36%, independent and third party knows more. That's 39%. And Republicans, of course, trigloditas, they know the fewest of them all. And the next thing he wanted on the screen, let's see if I can get it there. I got it there. Americans believe that transness is natural and normal, not a woke invention. All people, 57%. Democrats, 78%. Independents, 58%. And of course, Republicans, 34%. And the last one, but not the least, I would, I would garner, says... Even Republicans think the amount of anti-LGBTQ legislation is excessive political theater. 
64% in total, 72% Democrats, 65% independents, and 55% Republicans. So all those bills they're passing with the expectation that it's going to bring people closer to them likely will fail. Because again, people are looking at it as just what it is, political theater. Just like the woke moniker is nothing but political theater. And that's why I say when people say, oh, that's just woke. I say, yes, woke, woke. I am woke. I accept being woke. I want to be woke. I hope you are woke. If you know what's good for you, you would be woke. Because being woke means you're smart. Being woke means you're intelligent. Being woke means you're aware. Being woke means that you are someone who believes in moving forward. All right. Maywood says, good afternoon to the posse. Bridge MCP says, Michael, falsifying bills since what occurred is a first degree. 34 charges. Each check is a charge. It's interesting as well, right? Because a lot of people like to say, ah, you know, they're going to do something novel by connecting a state crime and using a federal crime to allow that state crime to be instantiated as a felony as opposed to a misdemeanor. Turns out they didn't have to do that. What happened to all our genius attorneys who should have figured that out that there was so much that made that he did statewide that would allow them to not force or have to use a federal crime to, 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 increase that, uh, to increase that charge as a felony. The man needs to be charged. The man is a crook left and right. He's crooked people. He's done all those things left and right. It's coming home to roost. And you could see it in his eyes. He's probably going to go to Florida and make, and after he recovers from the shock of being just a petty thug, He's going to go to Marmalago, my what is it, Marolago, and 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 somehow try to put on that macho face, and I'm going to raise money on it, and slowly people are going to peel off because they know that they're dealing with just a crook in chief, just a crook in chief, right? Just a crook in chief. All right, I, it looks like I hadn't placed that thing on the screen. So let me go ahead and put, Rud, I'll be rotating Rudnan's uh, polls in a minute, like I'm doing right now. All right, Michael also says, or Eric says, here is your commissioning buddies using tax money to pay personal legal expenses should they occur. Hidalgo and her COVID-11 million contract is issued. She hit, come on, Eric, you have to write that I can read the darn thing. Rodney Ellis store in personal art. I know, I, I, I guess he, he, uh, saving the art must not have been a crime, huh? All right. Uh, we also have, Eric, it seems like leaking it out, too, would be a felony. Would anyone pay for that? I don't know. Michael Rudnan says, Mother Jones, New York prosecutor on Tuesday, released the former formal indictment against Donald Trump, detailing 34 felonies, counts, hush money payments to Stormy Daniels, pundits, have been speculating for weeks about the exact nature of the allegations against former president, but this is the first time the details have been available. Trump arrived at the courthouse at about 1.30. He's promptly arrested. But he's even charged or, or mentioned in the, in the affidavit as well, in the indictment as well, was that he paid off a doorman $30,000, I think something to do with a third party. What can I say? 
Uh, dire straits thanks to our current economic policy of the current administration. Keep dreaming, Eric. Keep dreaming. Michael Rudnan says, Egberto, yep, I'd rather talk about the Republicans losing the culture war. They are losing the culture war. And you know why they're losing the culture war? Because people are getting smarter, younger, and the, you know, all that, those people that were reared with all those bad, bad stuff and refused to change, they will continue to migrate to the minority. Egberto, the images aren't on the screen and that's why I put it there now. I'm continue to scroll through them. That's the other one. Only a third of Americans know a trans or non-binary person. Lee Grant is in the house. He says, hi, all. Hi, Lee. Bridge MCP says, again, DA gave to the media a, a pass. But anyway, let me go ahead now and play what we have for today, which is Andrew uh, Schmuckler had a visitor over, and I want you to hear from the visitor that he had in this interview, and then we'll continue with the show after his dinner with his neighbor. Anyhow, let's get busy and let you hear that one now. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right with us today, Dr. Andy Schmuckler, PhD, prize-winning author, former Democratic candidate for Congress in Virginia's very red Shenandoah Valley, former talk show radio host, summa cum laude, graduate of Harvard University. And you hear me talk about Andy on and on again, so I won't, I won't say any more. But anyhow, Andy, welcome again to Politics Done Right. How are you doing, my friend? I'm fine. Looking forward to our next conversation. Well, actually, we have a continuing conversation. You are going to be having a wonderful dinner date with a wonderful or a couple of nice Republicans who somehow you wonder how they could have adapted maybe some nature of what has become a fascist being in our country. Anyway, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. And, and you know, the thing... I wrote a piece, uh, I published it as one of my weekly op-eds uh, sometime last year, uh, about the teeter-totter as a uh, metaphor um, for how American politics destiny gets deci decided. That, um, and what I think has happened over the last generation is that a lot of people that we would have said were Good, good people, good Americans, you know, good, your neighbors or whatever, good, good, uh, got pulled over in the teeter-totter on which good, if good outweighs evil, then good things happen. If, if the teeter, if the weight goes to the other side, then a lot of destructive things happen. And what has happened in America over the last generation or 30 years is that a lot the teeter-totter has has tilted such that there have been some good people who, if you looked at their, what was, you know, the people in like early 70s, they're younger than me if, but a little bit, but, you know, so they came, of, they, they probably first became aware of their being a president of the United States when Eisenhower was president. That they grew up and they were probably, if you looked at, the, if history were to look at their political participation all the way up until, you know, Clinton becoming president, let's say, you would have said that they were quite defensible, that maybe even they were constructive in, in their total political 
I mean, they've joined volunteer organizations. They help with childcare. They try to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Establish a YMCA in the community. They are people who are public spirited in, in their lives. And I bet that they, they had a very defensible political record back. But now, over the last 30 years, some, the Republican Party changed from something which was quite defensible by the standards of political parties that are always deeply flawed. It's just the nature of human institutions. They went from being something which you could, you could respect the Republican Party uh, from Lincoln to, through the first Bush with major caveats, but still a decent party for a democracy to have, not necessarily inferior to the Tories or, or, or to the Christian Democrats in, in uh, uh, Germany or the LDP in Japan or the conservatives in Australia. Yes, yeah, similar. But that party got transformed. You know, so there's a takeover that took place in the party. And the party went from something which sort of on balance, might have been toward the good, to something that was consistently toward the evil. And that happened, as that happened, for, in some way or other, the party was able to change in that fundamental way and use propaganda to bring those good people from the Eisenhower Republican electorate over to the force of something which is in fundamental ways the opposite of what they had used to love. They, if you'd asked them to articulate, why are you conservatives? They would have been able to give a speech that had some plausibility about some real values that they actually lived by. And they saw the Republican Party as representing those values, and they weren't completely wrong. But now... So the question that you asked me before about holding them accountable, and I responded, well, the thing that we need to ask is, how do we get people who slid somehow, who were induced to move over the fulcrum in the battle between good and evil in America, somehow became slowed down and evil started outweighing the goods. So we really do see the force of destruction in America much stronger in relationship to the constructive forces than it ever has been in my lifetime. 
Well, How do we get them to come back to the right side of the fulcrum so their goodness informs their politics instead of whatever this is that the poisoning of their minds has created in them? You know, you keep talking about their goodness, right? And I, I, I know the goodness, I think, is relative. And also, I think goodness depends on what part's goodness. I think we're all part good. We all have part um, skeletons, if you will. Uh, all humans, uh, you know, n none of us are devoid of those types of uh, um, opposites, if you will. But I think one of the fundamental issues with, let's say, the Trump, the, the masses of the Trump voter that we don't address is why were you, you earlier you spoke about Fox News and others <coughs> poisoning uh, these 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 Republicans, these friends of yours inclusive. And I think. They could only have been poisoned <coughs> with particular having particular receptors. These Quite true. Let me let me, let me say one that I've particularly. Um, <coughs> you know, if you look at liberals, yeah, you can find, uh, I think, political flaws in, in almost any liberal you might talk with. Um, uh, mm, Liberals lean sometimes too far in certain directions. Sure. <laughs> um, but w the, the virtues of the conservative, uh, this is, you know, I think true cross-culturally. Um, they're very good at getting in line behind... Uh, uh, a leader. A, 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 an authority... Um, they're good at patriotism. They're good at law and order. They, they're, they're, they're good. You know, if you were a wartime leader and you wanted to rally the, the people to do what was necessary, like FDR did, you would probably find the conservative side of the society a, a great ally of your accomplishing what you needed to accomplish. They're, but the th same thing that makes them so good at getting in line, whereas uh, Dem Democrats and Unitarians and liberals, you know, variously referred to as like herding cats, you know. <laughs> uh, the problem is it, there's a vulnerability that that same orientation toward um, authority, you know, I, I think of the radio show I did on God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. And yeah, authority. The same thing that makes them move as a unit makes it them vulnerable to being misled so that they move as a unit, see Kyle screaming in the square at Nuremberg. That is their vulnerability, is that they will fall in line behind an evil leader. And what you said is uh, how the, the question should be how we bring them back into the poll. How do we get them from where they are? And uh, my thing, and I think that's a very important, that's very important. And I think to do that, don't you have to get to the earlier before I, I, I think you interrupted me. I said, what are the receptors that they oh. have? that brought them there. And I think there, there, there are, there are, there's a humongous receptor and that is the lie that somehow 
uh, the loss that, that, that in empowering others mean the loss of power for a particular group. I think that's the biggest receptor out there. And to There's something more fundamental. I mean, you're right, but that's a function of something else. I mean, I've, 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 people have asked the question, why is it that some people seem to have a need to have hostility between themselves and, 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 and other groups, you know, right. like, like how does a, how, how, how does a, uh, uh, some of these right wing uh, Jews in, in Israel uh, have the attitude that they have toward uh, the, uh, the Palestinians and it's getting uglier and uglier because of that. And, and what is it? Why? I mean, my feeling when I meet somebody from another group, like a different nationality or you know, uh, a recent immigrant from Latin America or, or black people. My wife and I both just get great pleasure from having goodwill exchanged across that boundary. I just love when we are able to do that, which is why we're having these people over for dinner. But, you know, but there are people, and here are the receptors, there are people who have a need for, say, in America, for blacks to be something different from what they are, something less than human, something worthy of hating. That receptor has been there for throughout the history of certainly, you know, from before. It's been there forever in America. And why is it that some people are moved to reach out in, 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 with the hand of goodwill across those boundaries? And some people want to make war across those boundaries. And then you get into child rearing and all kinds of personality dynamics that's been written about the authoritarian personality, uh, big important psychological study done after World War II when they weren't asking about white and black, they were asking about how did the Holocaust happen. But yeah, there are people who have these receptors in it, and it, it's, it's a function of the whole structure of the culture. Which, I mean, I have a son who went to elementary school here, and there was a rule. He, he was drinking water from a drinking fountain, and a teacher said, you've been there for more than five seconds, it's time to, time to leave. That's the rule. Five seconds you get at the drinking fountain. Who the hell needs to legislate that? <laughs> and, and when I uh, did a talked about that on the radio, I got callers that, that, that heard what I was saying about you can let your we can let our kids work things out more for themselves without having authorities governing exactly what they do. I got calls from people out there who who, who heard me as saying you're calling for anarchy. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's real deep in the culture. A lot of stuff having to do with power. A lot of stuff having to do with with order and the need for comfort, for for uh, war to be waged to have good order get achieved. But Andy, I want I want to circle back at the receptors again because I okay. I, I, I want to get that. I, I want to get that covered and and because I think you you already pointed out that. Yeah, there are people who have these receptors. Black, white is one of those receptors. Jewish, not Jew is another one of these, these receptors. But for those receptors to be activated, I think it had to, uh, it had to make 
those others some sort of a villain that's going to hurt you. It's, it's sort of like the survivability right. thing that 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 uh, that uh, you know um, int- intrinsic survivability, if you will. Well, healing our culture about feelings about race is. Uh, it, History suggests that it's going to be an ongoing struggle. But remember, let, let's still remember, there never used to be a thing called race, you know. You know well, but in any event, the relationship between who are the people called whites and the people uh, the people called blacks. I don't want to get into the anthropology or the genetics of this thing. Yeah, but the fact is that something that people think of in terms of race has been an enormous part of American culture. And it's been problematic in all kinds of social pathology. And again now, so the receptors, if, those, if you're talking about bringing these people back into the fold, how do you, de- you know, if, 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 if you're if, if, if it's been with us forever and the receptors have been activated, how the hell do we get those receptors deactivated so that we can come back into the fold? Well, it, it's going to be a long and complex problem. Uh, but let me just let me first of all, the people, I don't think the people who are coming over are probably carriers of that disease, <laughs> that particular disease. Uh, uh, I don't have that sense. So they might uh, one couple might be. Uh, the other guy with that distinguished naval career, I, I just don't think that that's what I pick up from him. I, I, he said something about how he abhorred slavery. We were discussing uh, uh, him, him and me as, as Thomas Jefferson and John. But you Adams. know, abhorring slavery and thinking you're equal is two are two different things. That's true. I mean, even Abraham Lincoln, I don't think he, he, he didn't think he, folks were equal. True, yeah. but he had love. And, and I think that matters most. You know, it's basically goodwill and kindness versus cruelty and uh, and, and injury. Uh, so the, the, anyway, um, I'm thinking that it's the short term thing is to understand that if we go back to uh, the America of Jimmy Carter and sort of were able to perceive the fires of racism burning in the minds and hearts uh, of, of white Americans. Um, and then compared that picture with the fires burning uh, uh, over the last, uh, uh, since Trump became president, uh, at least, you know, but, but growingly, um, from, from Newt Gingrich and Rush Limbaugh all, all, all the way on, you would see that the fires were being... The embers were being blown on. So it, 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 the, the receptor was always there, but you had to add the exploitation uh, of that vulnerability by the fascistic force. And, and so part of the thing is to weaken the fascistic force. And, and, and what's going on right now with Fox and Dominion voting machines is part of the battle. We can, it doesn't heal American racism. But we can take we can take power away from Fox News. I, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there are various intelligent people that I'm following who who see scenarios in which uh, Rupert Murdoch, uh, Fox News, um, uh, get taken out of the picture. You know, and people can argue. I think plausibly, if there are no Fox News, there would have been no violent insurrection. 
I, I don't know if that's true, but it, it, it can be reasonably argued. I think that if Fox News gets uh, taken off, there'll be a, a loss of power to, have to keep feeding the poison into the minds of uh, tens of millions of people, some of whom were willing to invade the, the, the Capitol and try to overturn election because of the lies that Fox knowingly told. And now that's been exposed, and that may be part of how we get the power of fascism to retreat. It's one battle. The battlefield is is multi-level. We Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You even have to care about how our children are getting get, uh, brought up. Because if we could raise more, I think the answer to the question, why do some people have goodwill across boundaries and other people make war on it? It's got to do with what is done to the child when it gets socialized. If the socialization feels like the force from the outside is making war on who the person is, there's got to be a boundary and there's got to be a conflict. And since internal interior conflict is very painful, it is a relief to say it's not a problem if I'm broken. There is those people out there. The Jews that we send to the camps or the blacks that we that we uh, oppress. With, uh, yeah. 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 Let me let me let me tell you this. OK, because you just hit a very important number there when you talk about uh, it's how the child is socialized. And you know who else no, notice all of that? The powers that be when you see the Santis and the crowd who who are trying to uh, talk about critical thinking and not allowing critical thinking and throwing away books and all that kind of stuff and diminishing learning. That is exactly where we're going. And, and I'm glad that you brought that particular portion up with regards to it's how you socialize kids going forward because and, that and, and DeSantis focus on, on uh, you make a really interesting point there bringing in um, DeSantis is the as the political figure, and then there's the educational system, which exactly. has got to do with how we bring up our children. Right. And DeSantis, uh, his every move sort of uh, drips with fascistic impulse. And and here's the deal. We were talking about those receptors, and I asked you, how do we, how do we um, attenuate those receptors or get rid of them altogether? And that's what the critical thinking is, because if, if one if, if one is critically thinking, they realize that we are all pretty much darn the same. You're critically thinking and you learn these things and you learn what has happened in the past to change all of this. And guess what? The receptors are nullified. But once those that are trying to follow the fascist, what, what's been the fascist path that you are speaking about now, if that is actually... Uh, if, if they are able to clamp down on that, 
we'll continue on this path. Otherwise, we mitigate it. Look, we're coming up on time here. I love the way you brought that around because it, it exactly that, that stuff about socializing children, I think, is a message that I, I don't know if we should use the term socializing children. But go ahead. Let, me, let me throw in the critical thinking is important, you know, like media, media education. You know, I've been involved. So people are not so easy to manipulate. Right. But it, it, it's not so, there's a, there are deeper levels. I mean, it, 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 the people we're having over for dinner are intelligent, college-educated people. Um, so it's, it's not, I, I expect that the, 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 the uh, if we saw clearly, we would see that they had been socialized to be able to think critically in some respects, but not to be able to think critically in others. You know, the people who, who uh, the people who, all the Virginians who died in Pickett's charge were fighting for a system, the slave system, that was contrary to their interests. But they had been manipulated in, in a transparent way into seeing, into not seeing what the Irish immigrants were seeing, which is why they settled in the North. No free white person would want to have to compete against slave free labor that could that could be harnessed for simply the price of uh, treating his livestock. When I say, I'm now, here's so, the thing. So they could not see like that because they've been taught not to be able to think about like what power had to say to them. And that's where let's go back to your I, 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 go back to your your dinner guest. Yes. And this okay. is what's going to be important. This this is pretty important here. Um, you 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 claim you talk about their intelligence and their their being college educated. Right. I always wondered how doc. I always wondered how doctors, how surgeons could ever be racist. I always wondered that. How is it possible for a surgeon, a doctor who knows everything about the one's body, to be racist? But the socialization. Hold on. The so, hold on. Hold on. The socialization that you spoke about earlier, starting from young, the critical thinking from young is what's necessitated to negate that and my before you come in I'm going to make this story quick it's my personal story as a person from Central America who had very strong homophobic inklings I was an educated person I was a college educated person engineer business owners and all of that and at that point still homophobic because of my socialization I was wrong. I was completely uh, as, as, as smart as I want to believe that I was. I was simply not ill-informed, but there was something wrong with me. There was that there was that uh, that receptor in me that was placed in me. You, well, your teacher taught you an attitude, didn't you? Right. And as I, I mean, your culture taught right, you. Right, culture. And as soon as I was able to extricate that mentally, it solved the problem mentally. But you know what still offended me? If I saw two guys kissing. You know what still offended me? If I saw things that were homophobic, even as I knew I was wrong. It didn't happen until I was socialized and had gay, real gay friends and, and was able to change from the heart that is when i change and that is what i think is lacking in my opinion with many of those who are intelligent smart and still have these different prejudices 
they have to be confronted as I was confronted with it to be able to make my choice appropriately. Please close us out, my dear friend. Well, one of their vulnerabilities is also around the idea of, um, and that settles it. Um, you know, God's, God said it. You know, you know, one of the things which you're describing is uh, that you are a person um, who was open to um, revising right. uh, the original text. Um, you were not, whereas one of the virtues of uh, the conservative <laughs> is also a vulnerability. They are people who hand down intact some of the, uh, the cultural treasures. They're traditionalists. They, they preserve sacred texts and they preserve the bigotries and, and other flaws. Above and beyond their intelligence. Yeah, but you know, I, every day, I, in fact, I'm. I'm I, I, as I get older, I, in, in some ways, I get more turned off by certain aspects of myself. Um, you know, I, I, there are attitudes that I've got that I don't know what to do with. Um, I, I don't, I don't agree with these attitudes, but the feelings are uh, somewhat visceral, or you know, at a deeper level. And, and you know, when you think about, it's not about race. So. No, actually, you know, when I think about physical contact between me and a black person, it's not exactly the same feeling as, as, as a feeling of, you know, I don't believe in that shit, excuse me, but there it is. And, and um, but nonetheless, for me, black people have always been something that I've had a positive, heartful feeling toward. Somehow I got it from my mom. And, and, and so when I watched uh, football games as a kid, I would always root for the, the college that had black players in, and against uh, like Ole Miss or Alabama or somebody like that that, that wouldn't have blacks uh, on them. It, it was important to me. But there's elements of things that have been passed down that, you know. That you still have. I, I still have it. You know, I accept and, that. Right. No, and, and what I'm saying is it, the, the very the, in my case, when I talk about homophobia, the very first thing was for me to first be honest with myself to understand that I had the problem before I could actually get the problem fixed. And I think I think the fact that you were able to move. I mean, I was just describing how I, there are certain attitudes that I, I you know, I, I wish I didn't have, but you know, don't know what to do about. But the thing is, I was saying about that the. Uh, like the the guy with the distinguished naval career. Um, the military is a cult. Uh, uh, it is not ours. Is not to question why ours is, but to do or die. Um, culture, and you know there are circumstances that are very important where those are that that character structure is a virtue, but it also goes along with a certain rigidity. You know, the, the, the rigidity of the fundamentalist that uh, if the Bible wasn't completely literally true, and if the world wasn't just uh, less than 6,000 years old, his whole world would, uh, would shatter. So, you know, it's so complex. And, but the thing is, we as the United States have always had enough good things going for us. 
that you could believe in the in the America that I grew up in that the balance of forces was positive, that we could make progress, that we could become a better society, and we were becoming a better society in a, in a great many ways. So I think that we've got the material to work on. We need to take the people who have had their weaknesses exploited, and by whatever means works, and I'm not pretending that I know what works, but I'm hoping that the dinner party to be here is one little thing, one little thing that will create the atmosphere in which the movement back across the teeter-totter to the good side might, might be fine. Andy Schmuckler, let me tell you, first of all, if you're talking, you're not fighting. If you're talking, you're communicating. So I think that is important. Andy Schmuckler, prize-winning author and former Democratic candidate for Congress in Virginia's very rich and endowed district, cum laude, radio show host, all that good stuff. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thanks for having me again. It's... All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed that. That is my good buddy. We still have several more Andy Schmucklers to come because we're doing this series, How to uh, a, a Better Human Story. And uh, I love speaking to him. Daniel Edo says, I found Andy hilarious. He thinks he's so intellectual, always throwing all ill quips to show he is well-read. He is. But his whole argument is ethereal. Very funny, because there is zero self-awareness. Actually, I think he's self-aware. In fact, he's even he's self-aware to say things like, I don't like this about myself, which I say about myself as well. <laughs> you know. And good, good folks who self-ask themselves questions, I think they go through that as well. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Let's, whoa, you guys had a lot of stuff here. But let's see. Paul Fleming says, race has been demonized through the media and sadly through churches. The last president made it a proud thing to do by displaying hate through telling his followers who to hate. The why is clear. Population-wise, people of color will be the dominant demographic. Thus, we must not include the in history and eliminate their ability to vote, thus silencing their voice. Uh, let's see. Lee Grant has no idea about who's actually getting censored. Oh, Vox. YouGov poll. 45% of Republicans want the government to shutter biased or inaccurate media. Foreign Policy Magazine. U.S. conservatives are threatening global free speech. Republican attacks on domestic media are undermining legal protections around the world. We have to be... We have to... Before we make statements, it's a good thing to be aware of what's really the truth. Carl Cox says, the neocon right, especially the MAGA crowd, wants to shut down free speech. It doesn't have the same fascist feelings they have. And going down to Michael Rudnan, he says, Lee Grant, whites will no longer be the majority in the U.S. within two decades, only a plurality. Losing a majority, are you afraid that white people will be treated the way systemic racism has Previously treated marginalized minorities. It's an unfounded fear. We're not going backwards. Exactly. And that is the fear. And well, that is not the fear of from 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 my vast, vast family of white friends and family. That isn't the fear that comes naturally. That is the fear that is implanted. Because remember this. 
It's only a small group of people that were superbly evil to a different set of people that they wanted to enslave. Then they had to make those enslaved be somehow bad, somehow uh, somehow warranted being mistreated and being hated. So a narrative by the plutocracy was put out. You keep people separate. You, you don't, I don't remember the rebellion that occurred when uh, I think it was black and white farmers rebelled against the, the master or something to that effect. I don't remember the story in detail. But they had to ensure that that would never happen again. Because if the masses get together, and it follows the same tenet that I talk about. Whenever we unite Appalachia, the ghettos and the barrios, the stereotype that I've always used, the plutocracy is in trouble. No longer can we have a system that takes away from the many to the few. No longer can we have a system that is no longer, that is not egalitarian because we would demand that we not be this enslaved, and I'm talking about everybody now, enslaved by an economic system that doesn't value what we make, what we produce. All right? Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and there's, a, there's another video that I have scheduled for today. I want you guys to see it had to do with, the, with what occurred on Sunday's morning show. And this is going to cover the Trump thing to some extent. It just kind of gives you a, a bit of context. So let's go ahead and play that and then we'll take it on the other side. We speak about very often how much of the public perception of our politics, much of the public perception of even this case, the case with Donald Trump, is dictated by what the media is putting out. I want to show you a pushback that I hope many caught because it was an important pushback by Lanny Davis, Michael Cohen's attorney against Dana Bash, who had a narrative that she was about to set that was necessarily corrected. Check this out. Let me correct the record and come back to your questions. He just said that the federal prosecutors passed on the case. In fact, they could not prosecute Donald Trump because he was a sitting president. He knows better than to misstate the facts on that. Well, let me just, yes. just to be clear on that. Yes, they passed when Donald Trump was a sitting president, but he hasn't been a sitting president for more than two years, and they still decided not to prosecute. Well, your they is after. Republicans, for 14 years plus, they have been complaining about Obamacare. They've been wanting to repeal Obamacare. In fact, uh, McCain, before he died, was the savior of Obamacare as we know it, and the savior of Republicans and Democrats alike. Had he not voted down that, we would have had the destruction of Obamacare with nothing to replace it with. Well, after the pandemic or during the pandemic, the Biden administration passed laws that allowed temporarily for low, uh, low income people to get a whole, uh, to get their Medicaid so that they could get saved, if you will, care, health care. Well, it expires this weekend, and now there's a possibility that 15 million Americans are going to lose their coverage. Republicans, again, decade after decade, been talking about having a better health care system, a health care system that works, but have never been able 
to provide a system. Obamacare was the closest. Notice what I'm going to say here. Obamacare has been the closest to come to something Republicans should have accepted because Obamacare is a Republican-based bill. Obamacare is a conservative health care bill, not based on the efficiency of the health care system, the efficiency of a single payer system, the efficiency of getting private private sector out of paying a health care bill, which they provide no innovation for doing so. Again, Obamacare is a conservative implementation of health care insurance. Nothing more. Nothing less. And they went against it because it was placed into power by whom? Obama. Now, they still want to repeal it. Well, you know who has a message for them? Their good old time, old, older time conservative, Joe Scarborough. Listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. This weekend, state officials around the country can start removing people who no longer qualify for Medicaid. During the pandemic, states received additional federal funding in exchange for allowing low-income people to continue receiving health care coverage, even if they no longer are qualified for it. About 90 million people benefited from this. That's more than one in four Americans. Now that the provision has expired, the federal government estimates about 15 million people could lose coverage. You know, uh, Mike Barnacle, it is really... Uh, remarkable. It's been remarkable if you look through the years at the number of uninsured Americans uh, that, that don't have health insurance. Uh, it's remarkable the changes uh, that have taken place since the Affordable Care Act in 2010. Uh, 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 as a bill, this bill was, of course, roundly criticized by the right. Also, though, a lot of people on the left very suspicious of uh, what's been uh, now, now uh, as Obamacare, but you just look at the numbers of insured Americans and more importantly, the declining number of uninsured Americans. By that very important measure, Obamacare has been a remarkable success. What's remarkable also, Joe, is uh, from the inception of this to its passage, which was, in the words of Joseph R. Biden back then, a big yeah. blank big deal. deal. <laughs> big deal. Okay. Uh, that the other political party in this country, the Republican Party, has thus far fought it every inch of the way, still fighting it every inch of the way, without proposing an alternative to it. All these years have passed, and millions of Americans have now become insured health-wise. They have health insurance for the first time in their lives. But again, the dissembling of government, uh, the lack of the lack of initiative on the part of the Congress, uh, because it's so divided. We have a failure of the uh, the. CHIPS Act, childhood health programs, things like that. So there are a lot of children who will now go without health insurance and people on the verge of losing their health insurance in various states because they didn't sign on to the Medicare stuff. Uh, I mean, this country is backwards in terms of the way it insures people compared to several other civilized nations. We are not in the lead in this and we fail, we fail too many people. Still, well, the Obamacare yeah. Act was a huge success. 
And we've been making great progress because of that. It, it, it does uh, it does bear repeating and, and underlining what Mike just said. Mm-hmm. For 14 years, Republicans have been opposing this and have been promising that they would provide an alternative for 14 years. And for 14 years, doing nothing but just reflexively opposing Obamacare, they have not provided an alternative. I mean, there are a lot of legitimate concerns about Obamacare that have come from the left, that have come from the right. But if you don't have an alternative, you know, it's a, it's like the old Ted Turner People quote. definitely want it. Lead, follow, or get yeah. out of the way. Well, yeah, I'm with that on this one. If you don't have an alternative that's going to ensure Americans and, and the truly disadvantaged, um, get out of the way. You don't have a solution? Get the hell out of the way. Because you know what? Americans are dying. And the fact that we are going to lose the lower income people and many people in the middle class and many people in general are going to lose their health care this weekend. Uh, America should be ashamed that a rich country will treat its underclass, a class that the Federal Reserve chair says in order for us all to have low inflation, in order for us to have low interest rates, we need to keep an underclass. So we need to fire two more million Americans if we are to get our economy right. Think about an economic system predicated on horrendous health care. Think about an economic system predicated on having to have a less than optimal employment, unemployment rate. That is shame. All right, folks, we're coming close to the end of the show. And Michael Rudnan wants me to read a long one for you guys. So I'm going to read it very fast because this is an important one. All right, it goes like this. House Republicans want to repeal Biden Inflation Reduction Act. Voters do not. A new Navigator poll released on Thursday indicates that the vast majority of American voters support the Inflation Reduction Act. The legislation passed by Democratic majorities in Congress and signed by President Joe Biden in August 2022 contains historic past historic investments in health care, climate change and deficit reduction measures. Despite the law's popularity, 23 House Republicans are pushing to repeal it as co-sponsors of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2023. The Navigator survey conducted in late February asked 1000 registered voters whether they supported the law, which it said will give Medicare the power to negotiate lower drug prices, bring down health insurance premiums and invest in clean energy like wind solar power 60 percent of all respondents said they did 23 percent said they did not and nine percent said they were not sure among republicans 43 percent backed this, the law 46 percent opposed it the legislation includes 369 billion dollars for new energy and climate change infrastructure funding 64 billion dollars to fund a three-year extension of health insurance subsidies through the affordable care act and 71 billion dollars to help the internal revenue service modernize operations and crack down on wealthy tax cheats over a period of 10 years the Congressional Budget Office predicated that the inflation predicted that the Inflation Reduction Act would decrease the federal budget deficit by $238 billion over a decade. Are you happy now, my dear friend Rodnan? But it was an important read, I must confess. 
it was an important read. Okay, Carl Cox says Senator Dick Durbin is right when he says the Republican health care plan is you get sick, you die. Actually, that came from uh, from Congressman. Uh, gosh, why can I never remember that congressman's name? Come on, you get sick, you die. Come, on, Alan Grayson. Thank you, Alan Grayson. That's not from. Uh, that is from Alan Grayson, not Dick Durbin. All right, let's see what else we got here. Commonwealth Fund, U.S. healthcare from a global perspective, uh, accelerating spending, worsening outcomes. That's because our healthcare system is not about getting people healthy. Our healthcare system is about making money for those who can. Let's remember that. Making money for those who can. Folks, I want to thank you so kindly for coming out here and listening to me every day. Please note that uh, you can support the program by going to politicsunright.com slash support. Politicsunright.com slash support. Uh, please, please, please uh, choose the best option, but we do need your support to stay alive, to stay doing what we're doing. We could not do this without you. I repeat, we could not do this without you. Thank you so kindly. I want you to have a great rest of your day. We have a lot of work to do to change this country. It's not in the order of one year, two years, five years, 10 years. This is going to be an ongoing up and down process where there are those who will continue to allow themselves to be indoctrinated, to be wards of the plutocracy. But you know what? We have you. You know what? You all make a posse that will make a difference. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? What am I? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.